Alrighty then, here, episode three, the Malcolm Go podcast, August 17th, 2016. I am your host, as always, Wayne Campbell. With me, as always, is Garth. Uh, I'm Tony Loconti, and my guest today is the SoCal leader of Patriots Nation and the Malcolm Go Nation, Vince Johnston. Absolute pleasure to be here. Very excited. Very I knew you excited. are. I could tell. Yeah. Been I like prepping. Been I like prepping. your gear. Is that Shamrock Series? Series. Sam. Oh God, I can't even talk. The it Shamrock is. Series Notre Dame Fighting Irish sweatshirt. Yeah. Well, I'm, you look great. Maybe take it to the little trophy guy. Get a little yeah. hockey guy put it on top. How'd you hear about the podcast, Vince? Yeah, uh, I think you've been playing it for a while. It's a big. I, I'd like to say I was your biggest supporter. Uh, Dom snuck in week one, week two. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you're here because this is yeah. a bit of an audition. Yeah, for you, a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. I'm not too the, worried about it. I, I feel like I'm a be your stand-in guy, come in every once in a while. You're very knowledgeable about the Patriots. We love that. You're a fun guy. You're a veteran. We love a veteran. We always support our veterans here on Malcolm Go. Yeah, there's that podcast charisma. Uh, you're a veteran in the podcast. Well, I, <laughs> is compared to me. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, my, let's face it. I'm a pro. Pro's yeah, pro, really. Yeah. They call me a podcaster's podcaster. It's the gift. It's a gift that you're just born with. And then uh, not hating the sound of your own voice is... That's I just don't listen to it. That's the way to do it. Never listen to your own voice. Number one way to stay uh, away from that. Uh, one thing I wanted to get off my chest as I was just battling. So I'm in two fantasy leagues, right? We're going to go in right off the bat with nerddom. Uh, so one league is my friends from college, my Syracuse league, which is a great league about, I forget what it is, 12 guys, elite, two keepers, everyone's, well, almost everyone's into it. Some people are falling apart now. And I think if, if we're being honest, they should be booted from the league. If you're going to be in a fantasy league, be about the fantasy league. Are we right here? I, I mean, uh, no, be, I, I completely agree. My, be about it. Yeah. I have a, I have a working theory that uh, fantasy leagues are much like television series. You get maybe three seasons max, but then it just starts falling apart. It's not the same. People drop out. People stop paying. And on the years that I win, shockingly, you you get the cousin Oliver years. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's frustrating. And then you got people all over the all over the country trying to track track down payments through Venmo. It's a real nightmare. (laughs) Somebody lives in San Francisco, and you got to go to the New York draft. So I got a um a league here that I've been in since I was like. I don't know, 10th grade probably, a Saugus League of, uh, I guess, a lot older people. They were, you know, my uh, best friend's older brother started it. I got in it, and I was into it, and um, never won the league, but a couple years ago, I was fucked over by the dumbest rule. Didn't, I didn't even know it existed, so I, I, was, I had uh, Robert Griffin III on his rookie year, so it was like three years ago, and he was a stud that year, and uh, I had a stacked lineup. I went into the playoffs with only Robert Griffin, for some reason, I don't know why, he gets injured uh, last game of the year or whatever, or sometime around there. And I, uh, I drop him, try and pick up his backup. And they're like, you can't do that. That's bullshit. You can't do that. I said, what do you mean you can't do that? So they said that play, uh, the, the roster's lock in the playoffs. Had no idea about this rule. So I go with zero quarterbacks, <laughs> one, two playoff games, went to the finals and lost by like four, basically. On, a, on a, like a last-ditch effort by the other guy, too. It was like a tight end scored a touchdown with .1 seconds left. So anyway, I got fucked out of that trophy. But that that's not even the point. So 
I'm going to my friend's wedding in Atlanta, Labor Day weekend. Coming back. Oh, that's terrible, by the way. That's yeah. rough weather for, for somebody that runs hot. You know that I run hot. Exactly. Run that's hot. already that's been on my mind since day one. He sent he sent the invitation. I said, don't even bother. I mean, I'm, let's be honest. I'm going to I'm going to stay inside. I'll have a cocktail. Yeah. Well, man, man of your stature has a summer suit, right? I'm wearing a tuxedo. What am I going to do? I'm the, the, he, he likes to say I'm not the best man, but I'm the best man. I'm giving the speech at the wedding. See, I have two tuxes, one for the winter, one for the summer. One's very light. One's very light. You have two tuxes? Yeah, of course. What are you, royalty? Tuxes. You royalty? <laughs> what am I, a farmer? <laughs> of course. I didn't, know you were, I didn't know what I was dealing with here. Well, I mean, I'm, you not, are, I'm, not, I'm not saying I've, they were good investments, and I've only used them one one each, I think. You're so Cal Cool, though, man. you got to have your tuxes. you got suits also? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, two tuxes and uh, three suits. I'd like to see where you hang those in my mom's house. <laughs> there a lot, a lot of closet space at your mother's house. Just so everyone knows, Vince is not my mother's boyfriend. She's, he's Frankie's, who is my other brother's best bud, and I like to say my best bud as well. So anyway, uh, moving on. I was, in the, uh, I was supposed to come back on a flight on Labor Day. Lands at 4.30. So these guys have the draft at 3 o'clock every year on Labor Day. So I send everyone notice, hey, guys, can we start at 5? And, and keep in mind, I'm a charter member of this. My uh, best friend's older brother gave up commissionership a couple years ago because he has two kids and doesn't want to deal with it anymore. So he uh, gives it up to this guy who was like, you know, he's been in the league a decent amount of uh, length of time. But now he's the commissioner. And... He doesn't care for my kind. He thinks I'm old school. I think he's trying to bring in his own new school attitude. He's a, he's a little Roger Goodell-esque, and I don't care for it. And um, he's one of these guys that sends the worst trade offers you've ever seen. He's like, he'll ask for like, uh, I don't know, Tom Brady for like Troy Aikman. Like, about just, to, this guy's about to go some, off. Somebody's <laughs> dead. Yeah. So he's like the guy that gives you 45 wide receivers for Rob Gronkowski, and the wide receivers are like Terry Glenn. And, uh, but they're about to explode. Bethel Johnson. Yeah, he'll tell you. That's what I'll write in the note. This guy, he's definitely, it's, it's, it's week 17, but this, yeah. is the, this is the time he's going to finally show up. So anyway, we're sitting there. And um, so, again, I get in 4.30. They want to start at 3, which is typical. And I say, uh, why can't we start at 5? I mean, no big deal. I only live, you know, five minutes from you, and I, the airport is three minutes down the road. So my wife picks me up, drops me off. I'm at your house five o'clock the latest and we're starting so it's an auction draft so there's no they can't start without me but uh so i just ask can you just start two hours later and the oldest guy in the thing is like i don't know 38 maybe and he has a house and they're all like a giant man room with a ton of beers and they drink and eat and everyone has a good time but they just they they will not compromise on the five o'clock start. It makes no sense to me. They're like, well, look, can you send like a proxy? I mean, I'd like to be home like at a reasonable hour. I said it's five. I, w- how long does a draft take? Two hours max, right? Maybe you can go a little long if you're having a good time. But it's like usually what two hours, and then um, so you're like everyone has to be t- tucked into their bed at seven thirty. I don't understand it. Yeah. I did. Nuts. I did a fourteen-man league my first season, and that was it. Was too much to organize a, a draft with all those people. So, like That's five people ended up not making the draft, and they had auto bids and stuff. It was a nightmare. Yeah, they, they auto select on the thing. The all I'm saying is, I'm a charter member. Charter members should get 
Yeah. Give me a two hours yeah. to wait. Yeah. It's not like you. I mean, everyone has kids now. Everyone has a family. No, I mean, I said I'll, I'll throw in a little extra cash for the food and beers. Like, just wait two hours for me. Wait for two two hours for the kid. You need me there. I'm the kid. Did you have um, bad blood in the past with him? No, I don't have any bad, bad blood. Bad beats. Bad beats. He took yeah, I've had bad he... trade offers, and I've let him know it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think on from. the side, he's offered me like material items for players. Like, he'd be like, <laughs> "Dude, if you give me Darren Sproles, I'll give you like my three foot step ladder." <laughs> like, <laughs> he's, he's, he's like one of these guys, man. Dude, I, I can't do it, and that's terrible. I don't even need a three foot step ladder. What am I gonna get? Oreos? I don't. Why would I need that? Yeah, I paid a guy forty bucks for uh, Marshawn Lynch one off year. the off the cut. Did the league know about that? No, absolutely, that's not a league, league offense. No, yeah, it's a league offense. I won the league and then I was not invited back when, when they really? found out about it. Wait, we did, I was, I was young. It was, it was it was I was my first year of fantasy. Is was, it going? I was going for the kill. <laughs> I, I, Wait, so I did, assumed did all he tra- this. Did he trade him to you or did he did he drop him and then you picked him up like for a playoff run? No, yeah, he was out of the he was out of the playoffs. I was gearing up for a championship run, yeah, and I assumed that that's how you operate. Like, Did you get the trophy? Yeah, I got the trophy. Did you walk away with it? I wouldn't have brought it back. I don't know. No, I have the trophy. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a Gina. It's I love it. Mother's house. Love it. Yeah, and it paid my rent for like a, another, a month in the military. It was great. It was good. I don't regret it at all. You don't, shouldn't. And you shouldn't I, regret I it. I never talked to anybody else in the league. So now, now I'm a very clean player for anybody listening. That's in my, <laughs> my current. Anybody list. recruiting you? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, all right. Enough fantasy talk. Uh, that just aggravated me, and it, it took up the last hour and a half of my time. <laughs> it interfered with me playing with my son tonight. <laughs> them not being able to play with their son on Labor Day, which is a Monday, and ridiculous that they. I'm not even gonna get into it. So. Preseason game versus the Saints last week. Good game. Boring. Hard to watch preseason. I hate it. I only watch, you know, this year, first of all, I figured Brady was going to play. He didn't play. They said it was a family uh, bereavement. So somebody in his family died um, somewhere. Could have been Giselle's family. Could have been his family. Um, Doesn't matter. First, First playoff game. He, uh, first preseason game wasn't going to play anyway much. Didn't want him to play. Anyway. Yeah. So Jimmy Garoppolo went in, looked okay. I thought at times. I think he held the ball a little too much. If we're being honest, I. It's hard for me to watch another quarterback taking snaps and think that this guy's going to play for us. Yeah. The thing with Tom is, it's either a play or he goes down, and he doesn't mess with any. He's not. He's not dancing too much. It's just well, okay. He, the play's dying. The the pocket's folding, uh, collapsing. I'm I'm going down. He's got a he's got an internal clock to when a yeah yeah uh, a defensive end or anybody's coming. He knows when it's coming. Jimmy doesn't have that yet. I, yeah. I know. It, I understand. It takes a little while to acquire that type of skill. Yeah. That you un, you need to understand three seconds. Ball's got to be out even yeah. less. Jimmy's probably able to think about like probably 15 things at once. Tom Brady thinks about like 167 things. Yeah. At, in, in one second, he can like process Decipher that. it. He's like goodwill hunting. Um, so anyway, I mean, I thought he looked okay at times. He can throw the deep ball, I think, better than Brady can. Um, well, I, I don't know if he can throw the deep ball laser-wise, but I know that he can drop one in a bucket pretty good that, from deep. Yeah, That's not what I'm looking for, though. I was looking for can he make the throws, the slot throws, we got four games. Can yeah. he make those little throws that can move the ball? He threw. He did throw a, a bunch in the dirt that should have been, you know, would have been easy catches to Bennett, uh, 
to Edelman, short little throws that 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 uh, hop to him, and it was annoying to see because those ones got to be hit every time on a on a on a third and on a third and eight drive to to tie the game or win the game and overtime or something. You, you got to make those throws in the NFL, otherwise, especially if they're gimmies like that. I mean, he wasn't making them, but I'm not going to be too hard on the guy after his first preseason game as a uh, well his first preseason game this year. So. Uh, other than that, I thought Malcolm Mitchell, uh, up until his leg, I mean, his arm turned back like a camel, looked like a real stud. Um, he was catching everything in sight and really looked like he knew the offense. It's so rare for a Patriot wide receiver to come in and look that good during the first season, let alone the first preseason game. I mean, he already surpassed Aaron Dobson in my eyes. I... Um, I drink the poison though with when it comes to high draft picks like that, like Dobson or like Maroney. I rode yeah. them until they fucking literally they had to trade them off the team for me to be like, okay, maybe they're not going to break out this week. Well, the reason is because Bill Belichick said they would. Yeah, by drafting him, he said they would be awesome. So that's funny because I, I I think I only think that about offensive players. Um, it's been very rare to me that on defense I'm like I. Uh, I ever like believe that they're gonna break out, except for like Jamie Collins, who was a relative no name, but he drafted high, and then everyone was like, "Hey, that's a great pick," and all this crap. Um, and and, and you know, gimme is like because he usually drafts really well with receive. I mean, sorry, with linebackers, defensive linemen. He's struggled with defensive backs, so I usually like if he takes a, a like what did he take? Uh, Jordan Richards, who made a play uh, this past game and maybe it was the first time I saw him and and even noticed him since he was drafted um he took him in the second round he took Tavon Wilson in the second round Duron Harmon who actually turned out to be playing pretty good he was in like the third round um you know he does stuff like that and I just I did I I forget to uh even really consider them uh, but wide receivers and running backs, I will ride them to the wheels fall off. They literally have to kick them out of town before I don't believe in him anymore. I swear to God, I watched Lawrence Maroney sh- like show up in a uh, in a Hummer. It was a like a I don't even know. It was like a dark fruit punch grape colored uh, Hummer, and it had um, the Kool Aid Man giant decal on the back. And the uh, the license plate said Cool Aid, and I was like, Who could this be? And like twelve Maronis got out of it, all with dreads. All the women, at least four hundred fifty pounds. And I was like, oh, This guy, here's a guy that's on. He's gonna be on Broke uh, Thirty for Thirty uh, Part Two, because there's no way a guy has any money left. Uh, fast as lightning, though. Can't take that away from him. Uh, so anyway, I mean, I thought during the game, Jamie Collins and Hightower are just neck-and-neck neck defensive player of the year candidates this year. I mean, Jamie Collins looked like he put on a little weight. He looks like Hightower out there, still running with the same quickness, same same nose for the ball, drilling people in the backfield. If he can keep up that quickness straight forward, running through that A-gap for the sack. Yeah, I was trying to figure out if he actually gained a lot of weight or he just got back the weight he lost when he got MRSA. Because he was down like 20 pounds. When he, 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 came, did lose ba- a lot when he of came back, he was down... Like, considerably like 15 at least 15 pounds yeah, but now, they never said he had MRSA because they never bleached the locker room and all that shit they had to have or whatever it was it was some kind of virus <laughs> the virus i don't know as long as it wasn't hiv yeah that could be worse uh i think i'd rather have hiv than MRSA at this point uh, 
I don't know. I don't have the, I don't have magic money, so I, I'll I take I'll take my chances with Mercer. <laughs> Just see what happens. Yeah, you either die quickly or they figure it out. You know, honest. Uh, watching Jamie Collins, right? The first play or defensive uh, stand in the game, ball gets tipped into his hands. He takes it back all the way for a touchdown against the Saints' first offense yeah. and the Patriots, you know, first defense. He's the most. He's got to be the most exciting player on defense in the NFL. I can't think of anyone that's m- more exciting. M- you know, maybe someone's that are more entertaining, like Akib Talib's pretty entertaining. I hate him. You hate him now? Hate, I hated him on the Patriots. Hated him. Why? Thought he was a thug? Yeah, I just thought he was a thug. Bad penalties. Like, yeah. but just bad when it mattered. Well, he'd go huge, down with injuries huge, and those bullshit. Huge plays. There'd be a bad penalty. I just, yeah, I didn't, didn't fit the Patriot mold for me. Well, that's what I liked. I like, see, I, I said that I've been quoted in the past as saying I need a thug, a badass guy that's willing to talk shit and fucking put his helmet into somebody's hip and really hurt them, hit them late. I don't care. I need one. Like Brandon Spikes was one, and Akib Talib was one, and back in the old day, Rodney Harrison. Rodney Harrison wasn't a much of a uh, you know a thug per se, but he was as fucking tough as they came, and he would hit you up high. He would. He was an enforcer. I guess that's the word I want to use. I like enforcers on my team. And um, I put a key in that. So I don't know if there's another. I guess Khalil Mack I would put above Jamie Collins right now as the uh, most exciting defensive player. I was, I was huge on Khalil Mack. I was living in, like, Oakland area when, when he jumped Oak on. Oaktown? And, uh, yeah, huge fan. He's a, he's a monster. Savage. First player ever in his second year, he gets, he gets picked all pro at two positions insane yeah that's like that's not even i mean that's fucking hall of fame shit right there speaking of which are are the raiders starting to turn it around because i'll never trust the raiders (laughs) the raiders Raiders. fucking berman uh i like Derek carr uh i don't have a jersey shirt one of my friends has a jersey shirt he likes to wear his Derek carr jersey shirt um i call it a jersey yeah, that's not my style. I'm all pro shop. Yeah, you gotta. You're 100. <laughs> I've seen. I, trust me, I've seen you outside. You're 100 percent pro yeah. shop. Yeah. Nobody has gear like you got gear. If the players aren't wearing it. I'm not wearing <laughs> it. I, I don't want. Jer- <laughs> I don't want sticker jerseys. <laughs> they, no. I need. <laughs> I. That's so funny. I always notice guys in like the uh, in the parking lot with the wrong numbers. Like they'll have like the jersey that looks almost. It's like 99 percent okay, but the font on the jersey is is off, and I'm like, Ugh, I just know that he got that on eBay for eight bucks it was like dude joey look at this joey i got this eight dollars randy moss yeah great yeah. job my favorite fans though are the ones that like they show up to the games not even wearing any colors like they just like it's just a t-shirt but they're they will murder anybody like, I, for the patriots to win. i admonished a man for that once he t- he told me he was like I forget. I was. He was like, "You're 24, or maybe even younger. You're 23, and you're wearing a a, a jersey of a grown man to a game." I was like, "Yeah, that's what yeah. you do. Yeah. You wear a jersey to the football game." Yeah. And he was like, "Wearing he was wearing a polo that was like the team colors." I was like, "Just stop trying to be businessman here. Yeah. Nobody cares that you're fucking a financier, whatever the fuck you do." Yeah, the same. Some Middle management told me the same thing. Like, oh yeah, why are you spending all your money on this stuff? Because like. Support the team. It it takes it's it's my it's how I get away from my problem. <laughs> we stand on D. Yeah, we stand on D. It, it's just we like, yell. Yeah, just let me buy into it completely and let me throw away some money on it. It's just 
Bob Kraft earned this money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I want sold out his star quarterback and earned this money. <laughs> I just want to make sure he keeps having a comfortable life, so I exactly. buy the stuff in the pro shop. <laughs> he <laughs> deserves to live in Brookline and have twenty-eight-year-old girlfriends, and I get this jersey. <laughs> yeah, as a reward yeah. and for I'm, being a champion, and it makes me happy. So, so just, it does make yeah. us happy. And then I buy my son stuff, and then he buys his son stuff. Yeah, it just goes round and round, and we all enjoy. It's a new circle of life. It's great. Yeah, it is. So, um. Oh, I did want to say something about um, the Malcolm Mitchell injury. Mm. I had a I had a pretty horrific flashback to 2008 on that. And 2008, Wes Welker? Or Brady, you mean? Yeah. It all stems those stairs behind the bench. I Walking hate, down I hate those, them. Uh, I hate them. They only show them when somebody's walking <laughs> down. They might as well. They might They're as well invisible. be the fucking. It might as well be the fucking gate of Mordor. It's just fucking. <laughs> they pop up out of nowhere it, it to receive fucking, the the murdered yeah, player. And I just instantly flash back to Tom walking down those stairs, and then me not seeing him again for a year. Yeah. And it was devastating until like he was throwing practice, like actually practicing, like when during the lacrosse championships the following year, yeah. which was. Then I, I finally snapped out of that deep depression I was in. Actually, I, I, I had a note on that as what was my least favorite game ever going to as a Patriots fan. And I, that was on there as my number one all-time uh, Chiefs Bernard Pollard's fat head goes into Tom Brady's <laughs> left leg. And he just walks off the field under there. And I'm thinking the whole time, and that's first drive of the yeah. game. So Week one. Week one, first drive of the season. Throws the pass, completes the pass to Randy Moss that nobody seems to remember. But yeah, oh, by the way, dropped. He caught it, fumbled. Oh, the, you're the right. Ball, the ball went the other way, which is like you couldn't even. It wouldn't have mattered either way. No. But just he dropped the ball and it went. It went back the other way, which was just that's everything we needed to know about <laughs> that that play. That, the whole day, and I remember him walking down there, and everyone's like. Did you see his knee? It's fucked. And I was like, no, he walked off the field. You can't walk the off same, the field. I did the same thing. You can't walk off the field with a torn ACL. And then everyone's on their phone the whole game. Matt Castle wins the game. Nobody yeah, gives a nobody fuck. Cares. It was so, over. That team was going 16 0. If Tom Brady was there again, that was the, they had the worst schedule in the league. Matt Castle went 11 and 5. And they didn't make the playoffs, by the way. It's still bullshit. That but, was a tough. Yeah, that was a that, that was a tough year for the the conference. I yeah. mean, the division for for us yeah. not to get in on eleven and five. Yeah, I forget what the fuck happened. That was so long ago at this point. I I blacked out that whole season. I uh, I just remember being in the parking lot thinking, "What is this? The end? Is three Super Bowls? That's what he's given us. The three Super Bowls, and that's it. That's the end yeah. of Tom Brady." Uh, once I heard it was ACL, MCL. That was probably the one of the worst days. I had another another two listed. Um, I kind of combined them because they combine and mesh in my head. Is the Ravens divisional game and the Jets divisional game where they got blown out at home by the Ravens. I go into the stadium waiting through the fucking uh, terrorist gates, right? And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I hear people cheering. I said, that's not a very loud cheer. And I go up there and I, I literally, I probably waited 20 minutes. I waited a little too long. And uh, I went upstairs. I look at the scoreboard. It's 14 to nothing. I was like, what the fuck? It was like three minutes into the game. Uh, the Jets was just miserable because it was Rex Ryan. The Jets was bad. I, w- I was here yeah. um, bef- on the way to the game. I got dropped off at the airport to fly back to California. And um, Frankie went to the game. 
and I watched a game on fucking JetBlue or Song <laughs> Song <laughs> Airlines. Terrible place to watch. <laughs> I just remember saying like I was I was I landed in San Francisco. I get on the escalator and like every ten feet was a TV showing fat ass Rex Ryan run Cheering. off the field. And me wanting to just saying this is the worst day of my life. It was terrible. It was awful. That was my dad gave up going to football games. Oh yeah, didn't he? He he, he, had a he, meltdown. he had a full on meltdown. I've never. My father he gets mad, but he gets mad in a way like he'll bite his fist and like th- be threatening looking. But that he was. I've never seen him this mad. He was throwing shit in the parking lot, kicking over bean bags. People were still playing bean bags in the. Uh, like in the parking lot, and I remember him going over and kicking the beanbag thing. Like, what the fuck are you doing? They just lost the fucking Jets. He gets us in the car. I mean, I, I swear to God, if I didn't get out of the uh, the stadium the time I did, he would have left me there. The car was moving when I got into it. it. It was he was. That's it. I'm not paying any more money to watch this team fucking choke. They're done. They're chokers. It's it's funny how my dad reverts back to 19 like 92. This team will never be any fucking good. He's he's a classic. He so he he's had season tickets since whatever it was like ninety two or whatever. He's had season tickets um, whenever they uh, really got shitty and like think Dick McPherson's like only year as coach he got him. He got three seats. He's had three seats ever since. He had three seats. I think they were three hundred dollars for the season total. So it was like $100 for the season. Can't beat it. So he goes, and they used to just go in the pickup truck, watch the Patriots lose. He drank four Budweiser's on the way there, ate <laughs> at the game, and then leave at halftime, drink four more on the way home. So he's been going ever since, and this is the first time I think I've ever seen him just uh, completely explode. But, you know, he's, he's, he's sometimes fair weather. I mean, during the, uh, the snowball game, he was there with his buddies, and uh, – the minute Tom Brady uh, got the uh, the tuck rule fumble, he was halfway down the fucking alley. He was like, like after like two seconds, he's like, um, I wasn't there, but they everyone tells the story as it's classic. He was like all the way out. He's like, fucking, they're done. Same old Patriots, just like always. And then uh, all of a sudden, he he hears a reverse, and he's like fucking at the security gate, and they're like, they reversed it. He fucking comes sprinting up like he's fucking number one fan, Joe. Yeah, he, fireman I think he, Ed. I think he's pulled away a little bit. Um, He's fucking. I was gonna say like my favorite game since uh, you know I'm new to the East Coast kind of uh, was the Flategate and when I pushed your dad because I was so fired up. <laughs> that, that I was gonna bring so, that up. I, I was so fired up. You that hurled him across the parking I lot. I didn't hurl him. It was a, it was a you were celebratory a, push. Yeah, but you were in a you were in a uh, in in a great mood. You were yeah in rare form. Yeah, had a bottle of scotch and a hundred beers. But uh, yeah, I was just celebrating. Bo- pushed him. I saw the, the boys the, drink scotch. The, the look he gave me, you never I was forget conv- it. I was convinced I was going to be buried in the Foxborough <laughs> woods that night. I was just like, I'm, I'm never coming to another. Didn't he game. go? Did he hit the dirt? No, no, no. He didn't fall at all. I thought he hit the dirt. Oh no, not even close. But I have a terrible memory. Oh, I've completely turned this clo- into a game of telephone. Not even. Close. I think I've told everyone that you threw him like into a volcano. Yeah, he. he it's he, gotten worse and worse as it's, as the years have gone on. You're gonna get me killed. He <laughs> he literally. It was like it was a strong push, but it was like he didn't even go back. It was just like you motherfucker. You just pushed me. It was. I'm a man of a certain age. I don't deserve to be pushed. It's like push. It was pushing the Godfather. He just. It was. <laughs> it was just the disrespect. It wasn't. The physical action of doing it. He didn't like to be have hands on him. I don't think is what it is. Not at all. He doesn't like all. to be touched. Not at all. I thought, I thought we'd built we'd built some rapport over the last ten years. Apparently not. He's a man, he's a man of a certain age, and he doesn't yeah. like to be dis, doesn't like to be uh, disrupted. Um, 
So, yeah, that was one of my favorite games ever. Uh, I think one of my probably my favorite game of all time. Besides the loudest game I've heard two times, same season, Cincinnati Bengals, when Patriots were dead and buried. Everyone says they're done. Nobody can beat them. I mean, nobody can. Uh, they're all fucking done. Brady stinks. Wasted waste of money to go get Darrell Revis. Uh, everyone sucks. And then they come out loudest I've ever heard them. Everyone's behind them again. Cause it was like, you know how it gets the lull of winning for so long. People are fucking bored. Now it used to be loud in like 2000, 2004. Now it's fucking quiet town again. But, uh, you know, once t- 2013 or, uh, uh, came, came around and started getting really loud again. And the Cincinnati Bengals game, when they all supported Tom Brady, when fucking, that guy asked Bill Belichick if there's going to be a quarterback uh, oh, yeah. change. And uh, everyone comes in. Brady fucking fires touchdowns left and right back in the fucking saddle. And then uh, that was probably the loudest regular season game I heard in 15 years. Was that right after Trent Dilfer just like? Yeah, buried him. Trent buried Dilfer him. says, let's face it, they're not good anymore. <laughs> yeah, buried his career. Right and if I, Exactly. They boot him off ESPN by yeah. working for fucking, I don't even know, Al Jazeera Sports. Um <laughs> So that was one of my favorite in the Ravens game that year, which was equally as loud. When the big comeback, the double pass, Edelman to Amendola, probably my favorite game uh, in recent time. My favorite, most exciting game. My favorite, probably my favorite memory of my youth because I was, I think I I was in college, freshman year of college. I was this was the only game I could stay for. I had to go to college the next day. Was the uh, 2003 Tennessee Titans AFC divisional game. Steve McNair had just won the uh, the AFC MVP. Him and uh, Peyton Manning shared it that year, and uh, the Patriots beat both of them to go to the Super Bowl and win it. That was the Patriots' best team. Uh, you remember this one? Coldest game in, in uh, Foxborough history. Negative 13 at the start. Oh yeah, yeah. So fucking cold. I had so much shit on. It was fucking freezing. My hands wanted to fall off. I think the wind chill was like negative 35, negative 40 or something. I fucking, you couldn't even look, uh, look out like with fucking without uh, sunglasses on. Your eyes wanted to fucking pop out of your head. You got like that Everest thing where you're like fucking your eyes literally came out. Yeah, we were at a game like it was not last year, but the year before. And they said like this could challenge the coldest game in Foxborough. And then it came up on the on the Jumbotron said not even close. Yeah. It, it turned out to be like a fairly warm game. It yeah. started raining. <laughs> it was the worst. It was so cold. My uh, The guy I go with, Mike, went to get a beer, and they served him the cups, and he went down, got it. He came back, and it was like almost frozen ice-cold solid by the time he got back to the seat. Um, I wanted to hear that story about Mike Char getting lit on fire. So, yeah, so he's the guy that I go with. Uh, he's an older guy. He's actually my dad's friend who he's had season tickets with. Since my father has dropped out, I took over <laughs> the season tickets. He goes with me and my brother, and we we always have a good time. So at this, uh, we had a pretty good tailgate, you know, uh, probably Formidable. about 30, 40 guys Formidable. at the time. Used to go right in the uh, the private section or the, or the um, clubbies. Drove seats. right in. Drove right into the club <laughs> seats. We're fucking just hobnobbing with players' wives. And um, we're in there, and... We had these propane tanks that didn't directly heat on fire. They didn't like sh- shoot direct flames, but they, you know, they were hot. You could see that it was red. It had like a red. It looks like a fan without the blades. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. So he's like, um, it's so cold. So everyone's under the tent eating, and like there's like pizza on top of the propane tank that's like heating the pizza up. 
and all this shit. And everything's fucking frozen. Everyone's miserable. And uh, the wind's blowing so fast. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I just hear a guy go, Mike, you're on fucking fire. <laughs> and he turns around and his entire right leg had lit on fire <laughs> from the propane tank. He was like standing like, I don't know, six inches away from it trying to heat his legs. And he was so fucked up that his, uh, his pants just lit on fire. Went through his jeans, went through his long johns. I think he had two pairs of long johns. Went through both of them. And he had to fucking sit through the coldest game in Gillette Stadium history or Foxborough Stadium <laughs> history. And his fucking skin showing <laughs> like from fucking kneecap to groin. It's the funniest he's thing. Climbing he's climbing Everest. He's getting like... <laughs> he's fucking frostbit thigh. One of the funniest moments. The tales of the tailgate. Uh, anyway, that was one of my fi- favorite moments. Um, so, back to the preseason game. Um, I think this kid, Kamir Grugier Hill, or Camus Grugier Hill. I can't even say his name. is Hawaiian, but he's a fucking... He looks like a Jamie Collins clone. Everyone is saying reports. I've watched all the videos on him. I can't get enough of his fucking YouTube highlights. KGH is the best way to describe it. Just KGH. I've I've tried to practice his name and I just can't figure it out. All I know is that uh, he played in the Big Ten and uh, he's fast and undersized for the NFL. No, no Big Ten. He played at Eastern Illinois for Dino Babers. Wait, is that Matt? I think it's the Matt. I don't know. I thought it was Big I think it's Big Ten. It's not. Eastern Illinois is not Big Ten. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, no. Northern Illinois. It's Big Ten, right? I don't think that's it. No, Illinois is Big Ten. That's it. All state schools. I think Northern. Except for Northwestern. So what's... And so Rutgers, I guess that's a state so school, Eastern, too. Eastern is... Eastern Illinois. Mac? Is it Mac? I don't possibly? fucking know. It doesn't matter. Ask Jimmy Garoppolo. He went there. Dino. Well, it matters because he <laughs> tore it up. And <laughs> like, can, he, up. can he do It's Division same? One. That's all that matters, really. I mean, he, he, yeah, I mean, he wasn't playing in fucking the SEC, but he, he still showed up. Um, he's, he's got such a skill set that reminds me of Jamie Collins coming out. He looks just li- like him. He's a little bit thinner, but he's fucking diving all over the place, making play he's after a play. freak athlete. He looks like a freak. I mean, they got him in like the fifth round or the sixth round, and he's like, he's showing up like a third round pick or a second round pick would. Um, I've been a little bit, uh, I mean, I guess he was only a nickel, um, a nickel corner in the game, but Cyrus Jones has yet to really break out and impress me. Of course, it was just the one game. And I've heard he's been just dropping balls left and right. And uh, I, heard he's on, I heard he's on the cut list, apparently. Cut list? Like he's just not going to – he's not, not going to play. Why would they cut him? A second-round pick. Where did you hear this? They're not going to – I mean, he's just completely fallen out in practice. Really? Completely. He's getting beat in the, the Saints – or no, the Bears practice. You have, you have sources? Sources? Just what I just from looking it up, he's just not having a good time. Just my Twitter sources. Twitter, no sources. personal Twitter sources. You looking listen to like Loiko? Who do you got yeah, on there? I don't know. I'm just doing just doing research. You know, just trying to stay on top of the biggest letdowns is has been him. This uh, really, people seem to. I mean, I don't know. I'm not down on him, but I don't think Coleman's going to start over me. That Coleman's a good corner, but I, Cyrus Jones is too much up, upside. Uh, I'm. A, I mean, honestly, he's been. He's he's a he's like a block guy on Twitter. So like he's a. Uh, I was watching him yesterday. Block everyone. He, 
He's like a, you know. Is he blocked you yet? No, he doesn't block because I don't say anything mean to him. You got blocked by Chandler Jones. <laughs> yeah, I got blocked by Chandler Jones, and I didn't even, I didn't even at mention Chandler Jones. I, I, I mentioned a fact, which also turned out to be true. Honestly, I take that as a compliment, though. The fact that you didn't even, ta- I thought you, like, no, I didn't add him. I mean, I could probably find the tweet. It was, why would I add him? I would never do that. I was, I'm a Syracuse man. I'm loyal to my Syracuse men. I went to, uh, I said, Trey Flowers just had a ridiculous game. It was after the preseason where he sacked Aaron Rodgers and he looked like a stud. I was like, you know what? Right now, I'd be look. I'd look out right now for Chandler Jones to be traded or cut because Trey Flowers looks like the real deal. And guess what happened? Just a year later, because I was right. I know. I got pissed at you from that tweet too. You did get pissed. I almost, I almost blocked you. You should have blocked me. <laughs> Everyone else fucking does. So anyway, Cyrus is gonna block this podcast that he doesn't listen to, and uh, I don't know. I. Obviously, he hasn't even gone through a full training camp yet. I'm not going to count him as a letdown, but they drafted him as a nickel corner. They didn't draft him as an outside cornerback, which is weird for a second-round pick anyway. But I think they wanted more out of the uh, punt return game, which I think Belichick just got enamored with Cyrus Jones at Alabama because you have the best punt returner in NFL history statistically in Julian Edelman. I guess what you want to do is get him off of that position so he doesn't have to do that anymore. So He's what, also getting up there in age. Yeah, so what's his name? Doesn't have to catch balls. Um, yeah. So Dola. So Amendola and fucking Edelman don't have to stand back there and get drilled. Send him back there like, uh, you know, catch this and run. You were good at it in college. So, but I, I hate seeing Dola back there or, or Edelman. Actually, I don't, care. Am- I don't care about Dola so much. Yeah, send Amendola down there. <laughs> Don't my, tell your wife. my white whipping boy. Don't tell your wife that I don't care. No. Don't goes back. She doesn't care as long as it doesn't hurt his face. <laughs> Abs. I don't think she's noticed anything else but that. Um, so he looks like the real deal. KGH, but Cyrus Jones, I'm just a little nervous about, and I'm nervous about his Twitter game. His twi- I don't like a, I don't like a fast blocker. I'm gonna be honest. If you yeah. can't handle the tweets, how are you gonna handle the NFL? One one block is too many blocks. If you're if you're paying, unless somebody actually no, if somebody's really hammering you where your phone is blowing up every like. I've never really gotten into a Twitter battle. I, I've I've uh. Well, I have seven followers, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> neither have I. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't really. I I I think the only person that I've battled was Adam Schefter, and he blocked me. He sent me a direct message and then blocked me in a power move. I said, uh, I forget what he was doing. He was like. And Aaron Rodgers showed up to practice today, and he had a taped left ankle. Something stupid. And I was like, oh, cool. You're just reporting stuff that real men talk about at work? Like, some Block. dick. Yeah. No, he goes, is that is that all you think I do? You think that's it's, it's that easy? And then he's, he's sending me that in a direct message and then blocked me. Didn't but for even, somebody that didn't has, want to see my response. For, for somebody that has, he has like seven different phones, and he directly messaged you? I mean... <laughs> I yeah. take that as a win for you. Exactly. I burned his ass. Yeah. He, had, awesome. he was insecure. That's yeah, where it comes very, down to. You come yeah. down to insecurities. I heard yeah. he never drank a drink in his life. What a fun guy. Yeah. Real, <laughs> real man's man talking football. Never had a beer, huh, bud? He's 4'8". Uh, one beer would probably kill him. That's all right. At this point. I hope it does. JK, I don't well. know. I, li- I kind of like Shafty. Uh, yeah, he's, I've turned on him. I, I do I, like him I now, like too. Shefty. I don't hate him. I just don't, I don't watch ESPN, so I just don't give a shit what yeah. he says. I follow his stuff on Twitter, and it's not... It's not constant, so I don't care. He just didn't hammer the Pats like some other people did. I didn't think he was too like his hard boy on Mort. Him. Mort. Mort. Well, actually, Mort. We're we're laying off Mort right now. Why? Because he's got cancer. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why you lay off him? 
I didn't give him he's cancer. Not, he's not even active right now. He's active. He's not even in the game. Until he comes, once he checks back into the game, I'll hammer him again. But yeah. Next tweet he gets, yeah, fuck him, he's yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, next tweet, he's done. But. <laughs> let, let his cancer heal. Till then. What kind of cancer has he got anyway? Doctor says I got cancer to prick. You believe that? N- not a good time. No, just not a good kind. I don't know. I don't think it's like skin cancer or anything. Like he's not having a mole removed. Skin cancer. Pre- pre- pretty serious. No. So, I'm hesitant to take your uh, word. Hesitant to put him on blast. Same guy that thinks that uh, Cyrus Jones is on the cut list. No. I- you want to rephrase? I'll rephrase. I could see him. You're talking uh, to a guy that kept a fucking Jake Beckett for well, like you, four do you, years. Do you think he's going to be a big player this year? I think he's going to be a starting nickel cornerback, yeah. I think that Belichick starts his top two draft picks regardless of uh, where they play, except for a quarterback. Instead of, except for Garoppolo, he has started his first two uh, draft picks every single year, I think. Tavon Wilson was a starting sta- safety his first game. And he stinks, stunk, stink, and will stink again. He was a decent special team player, but he was not a safety. He was like a big – he was like a, a linebacker slash safety, which is what uh, Grugier Hill looks like or what Jamie Collins looks like but just not as good. Um, so, yes, I think he'll start at nickel corner and be – Fairly decent, and and he'll he'll be in there because they're in sub defense constantly. So I think it's going to be uh, he'll be the the next DB on the field. Him and Coleman. Uh, yep. So that's that. Did you watch Woo Pig Suey AJ Derby tear it up? I'm a huge Hogs fan. So who uh, isn't a Hogs fan? Yeah. Well, we're big Hogs fans in this house. For this is my what second second season as a hogs fan. second season as a hogs yeah. fan well which a lot of hogs last year yeah it was awesome uh i love their coach disappointing year which i was happy about Bielema. yeah Bielema. i didn't want to come in on their uh them having a big year i needed i needed them to be a disappointment you need to ease in. You need to they ease were in. very disappointing hogs are always disappointing very disappointing in the first half of the season but they turned it on you know hogs hogs haven't been uh you know a great watch since probably mcfadden but those those days those days are long past. Those are some great days in Hogs history. Ryan Mallett, maybe for a little while, was pretty fun to watch. But this AJ Derby looks like he's going to steal that third tight end spot. I don't know if Belichick's going to eat that um, four hundred thousand dollar signing bonus he gave to Clay Harbor. That's what um, that's what I'm hearing. He's not going to eat it, or from, he is going to eat it. Also, my Twitter sources. I hate your sources. These my sources Twitter come sources. out of nowhere. Yeah, the Twitter sources are saying that you like uh, that. He's taking Clay Harbor's spot, and he's he's gonna have to he's gonna have to pay for it. That's fine. I'll pay four hundred thousand dollars to keep AJ Derby. He's not gonna get through waivers. He's a hog, so he's a hog. He's, pay it. he's gonna he's not gonna get through waivers. You, if they try to sneak him onto the practice squad, it's not gonna work. No, no not chance. At all. Not at all. Uh, no. What's his name? Oh, by the way, the retirement situation. Uh, yeah, he didn't make it through waivers, so. That is so weird. He signed with Kansas City. Yeah, they, they picked him up on waivers today. So Brock Vereen, Shane Vereen's little brother, who was a fourth-round pick uh, safety out of, what was he, Minnesota? Yes. He was a fourth-round pick out of Minnesota by the Chicago Bears. Didn't last long in Chicago. I think he played maybe uh, two seasons there. Belichick picked him up, practice squatted him last year. Wasn't going to make the team this year. So the word is yesterday, oh, by the way, Brock Vereen retires at age fucking 22 or whatever he is. 24, maybe. 23. And then uh, the same day, they were like, 
Oh, by the way, just in case you were wondering, he didn't retire. So now we had re- we a- reactivated him onto the active roster, but now he's cut. So right he, away, cut yeah. in, cut almost instantly. Yeah, he must. So something's weird there. There must have been some behind the scenes uh, panties in a bundle. Look, you're not as good as you thought you were. Belichick was gonna keep you around till probably cut you in the first cut, so you can catch on with another team. Well, you got to think. So he probably was like whined. I'm gonna retire then. We have McCordy, Chung. There's a million safeties. Eric Ebron, Harmon, Richards. Too deep. It's too deep to be dealing with this. Belichick's not dealing with that bullshit. No. He's like, yeah. Because he liked your brother. Maybe it was like, a, yeah, we'll let you go. You'll get signed on early. You'll tack on to another training camp. You'll get your reps. And That's all it was. He was. He kept him last year. He's, he seems like a good team player. The Vereen family is a solid family. Shane's a, a great guy. Shane was a great player, so he brought him in. Maybe he had the same type of luck and the same... You know, maybe he had some team spirit, but apparently whined looked like because something happened. Because the retirement, it all doesn't make sense. Because the retirement, he could they could he could have asked for his release and then gone to another team. Doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, if he didn't see him, if he didn't see himself fitting in, I mean, like you said, we're deep, we're it, deep. Yeah, it's it, it's un, it's unheard of. I I've never heard of someone retiring and then being reactivated the same day and then cut. It's like Junior Seau saying, having a, like basically a retirement speech in Miami and then signing with the Patriots 45 minutes later, going to the Super Bowl. I don't know, maybe. And uh, then killing himself. What, what that happened same day, uh, Ebron got back, maybe there's bad blood there. Ebner? Came back from, he, he came back from Brazil. And, uh, yeah, what, are you going to make the team over fucking national hero? Yeah, I don't think so. No, yeah. no God no. <laughs> Probably did something anti-American. Uh, yeah, Ebner probably rooted for Brazil e- e- rugby. Ebner, Ebner put him through a wall, and then that uh, was it. That was it. Yeah, they were wearing fucking Nate Ebner team uh, team USA rugby t-shirts in yeah. practice. You think you're gonna make the team over yeah. him? I don't which, think so. Which were that night available on a certain uh, Boston <laughs> yeah. website? Which, which is why I don't feel bad about the flag I made. Because they'll just steal an idea and he oh, left no, and right. right away. Right away. I'm gonna <laughs> w- and I think that uh, Stool Prez is gonna be at. He's gonna he's gonna be yapping at me hard that uh, after game one because that's gonna be flying high in Gillette Stadium uh, during the national anthem and throughout the game. I have the uh, what's it called the uh, uh, what's it called the North Remembers flag, the T-shirt that he had, but I had it made into a flag. Which and I'm gonna say it here first, live here on the podcast. August 17th had to be t- five or six times I tweeted at him, make that into a flag and I'll pay any amount of money for it. No response, no response, no, re- no response. So I don't feel bad. He should feel bad. He could be making tons of money. That thing's going to fly high in Gillette Stadium. <laughs> I've said he's been dogging you for years. I should be on. I, I don't even want to get into it, but I don't want to get into the writers right now <laughs> trying to make amends and, and, and become friends with these people. And then, you know, they, they kind of dog me. It's whatever. Yeah. It's whatever. That's all right. You'll get it's your shot. Is. I don't want. You know what? I got a shot here. The Malcolm Go podcast. With my friend Vince. That's all I really want. In my in my dining room, drinking water. Um. So the Bears are in for practice this year. I mean, this week. Uh, all I've ever seen of the Bears the last time they were here is them being complete clusterfucks. Literally, I don't think that the Bears have beaten the Patriots since I've been a fan of the Patriots. I think the I have like the one memory, which was the Bears beating them in the Super Bowl, and then after that, it's just been utter annihilation. Every single time they play them. Uh, last time they were in New England, I think oh, they beat them God. by a fucking yeah. thousand. It was like, awesome. Yeah, it was like 
I mean, they they had a good. They they weren't bad that year. That was no, like they, the last year they, they had weren't a bad. decent team, and they had Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Martellus Bennett. They had a solid team. Matt Forte and fucking. I think they didn't score a touchdown until like the third quarter. It was a slaughter and, from yeah. the yeah. It was immediate. I remember my favorite play from that game was like the start of the second quarter. I was like, first of all, I'm waiting for the game to end. It was one of those games. I was like, this is a fucking blowout. Just get out of here and don't get hurt. It was like thirty something nothing going into halftime, and then they throw the ball to Gronk, and he rumbles 70 yards. He threw every single fucking Chicago Bear defensive back uh, fucking into the lighthouse. And um, and the one thing I remember is Lamar Houston, who was their, like, good pass rusher, uh, is rushing. And I can't remember if it was Brady or Garoppolo at this point, but he sacked him, and it's the late fourth quarter, and he celebrates it, and everyone's booing him. He jumps up to, like, do the celebration, lands, and his fucking knee just completely gave, gave oh, out. Yeah, he right tore, his fucking, tore his fucking ACL celebrating, which is what he deserves. So anyway, he's like, he starts fights in practice and all this shit. He's like fighting with uh, uh, offensive line, linemen. I don't even know how to say his name yet. Joe Thune or Tooney. They're all fi- fighting and pushing. And um, so it, it led me to a point where... Uh, Malcolm Butler fought Alshon Jeffrey, right? And he got booted out of the uh, practice because Belichick, if you fight, you get thrown out no matter what. Um, That's his number one rule every single time. It doesn't matter. If Tom Brady fought Lamar Houston, he'd get thrown out of the practice. Probably not, but, you know, he'd probably get the only one that wouldn't get thrown (laughs) out. He would get an excused absence (laughs) to leave the practice immediately. Go home and get laid. That's what I was going to say about, uh, I can't believe it. You're, You're not watching Hard Knocks. I don't watch Hard Knocks. I hate NFL programming. Yeah. Refuse to watch it's them. It's HBO, though. It's HBO. <laughs> it's not NFL. It's not TV. HBO. It's HBO. <laughs> um, so anyway, so Belichick kicks the guys out of practice. Both – this happened this week and then last week. I forget who was last week that fought against one of the Saints players, but he got thrown out too. But the Saints and the Bears, they just let him go back to the sideline. Oh, right it's, back. It, yeah. It's, and they don't, I don't know if they practice again, but they get to stay on the field and watch – it's just it's a whole different type of discipline Belichick has over his players that they respect more, and it's just part of the locker room atmosphere to for, to these guys to want to practice after they get kicked out. They want to be back there. Yeah. They see it as a mistake that they made rather than oh go sit on the sideline and fucking sit on your helmet and drink water. It doesn't make sense to me that these guys, especially if you see Belichick do it, like Sean Payton sits there is like ugh, like. Just sit down, please. Like you made a scene. Yeah. Why wouldn't you throw him out too? Be like, you go too, Mister. Bel- Belichick just has that. He's not your friend. He's not anybody's friend on the whole team. Barely, yeah. barely Tom Brady's friend. Even though in private they're probably the best of friends. He's he'll chuck anybody. So yeah. he he he. There's no dividing line. There's no like that Rex Ryan. Moment of silence for what he's going through right now, <laughs> by the way. There's no, like, oh, like, we're close. Me and Coach are close. Yeah. The, close happens when you're on the podium and Julian Edelman says, you're the best coach ever. That's when close happens. Not the greatest the fucking pre-season. quarterback in the world, yeah. man. But when, but also saying to the coach, I'd do anything for you on the podium. That's when you say that. Yeah. He didn't say that one time during because, the season because he's not allowed to talk. Like yeah. they don't have those conversations. You're right. That's not a. That's not a relationship to have. No. 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 And I remember like uh like he's he's part of the team, but like he's like a father instead of like a friend. Where I feel like Rex Ryan is probably a friend to these people. 
he's not like that. So like I remember, I forget what it was, but like there was maybe it was, I don't remember where I saw it, but it was Randy Moss was still on the team, and he like invites Belichick to go to a uh, go to the Halloween party they're gonna have at the roller rink. He's like, cause he's like, you know, he's got that southern accent. Yo, we're all gonna go down, and uh, you know, we're gonna have ourselves some fun at the uh, roller rink. We're gonna dress up in full costume if you'd like to come. If not, that's okay. And he's like, Randy Moss is like this high bravado guy, fucking mooned uh, Packer fans. Well, didn't really moon him, but he did the thing. Straight cash homie smoking weed, but then he's in there. He's like a little kid talking to his dad, saying, "You can you please, if you want to come, you can come." And then they all have a great time and have a roller, uh, roller derby, fucking rank which I'd I love to see uh Giselle and Tom roll into that and their four-wheel roller skates ridiculous <laughs> I, I, I'm sure she'd make it majestic yeah what do you think she dressed up as like an owl I don't know something it'd be something not sexy it'd be like a, a like a beagle or a, or a school bus I don't know what I don't know she could tr- dress up as a trash can and <laughs> still be sexy yeah I know so I was just thinking, like I was just, as I was saying before, does any, do any of these players, I'm go, going off of uh, the Belichick discipline, do any of these players scare you with their social media? Bennett did before he got here. I mean, Bennett's like scared. you said last time, he, he, you thought he probably got called into the principal's yeah, office. I think he did. But now it's just, it's, it's stuff about practice and his kid. Yeah, and that's all. Yeah, he's been, he's fallen into line. I will say that he, Cyrus Jones. I'll say again, block buddy. He's gonna. <laughs> I think Blockfest 2016 is upon us with Cyrus Jones. He's one that scares me. Gronk did scare me before, not anymore. I mean, he's just a playful guy that doesn't do anything wrong. He's just a fucking nut. Bennett, I think he's fine. I think if anything ever went wrong, then I think you'd, you'd see shit hit the fan with him. I think I, he's got a very short fuse. I think Bennett's gonna buy in. I think he's gonna get his. He's going to get his catches. He's going to be happy. He wants to win a Super Bowl. Does he, though? I mean, I think he does, but he's got all these other things he wants to do, too. He's fucking making children's books and all. I mean, I guess you can have more than one goal in life. Yeah, but, but You know what sells more children's books? Winning a Super Bowl. That's true, so, too. My I mean, children will buy it if you win yeah. a Super Bowl. Yeah. I'll like buy he, it. I don't like even he have any He kids. set up a, uh, what do you call it, like a pop-up shop on Newberry Street and sold his uh, children's book. I was like, well, you wait a year. <laughs> like, you've yeah. been here 15 minutes. Nobody even knows who you are yet. It's all right. Just get, only get. the only the diehards understand. Like, he's got a he's got a shop and he's selling this kids book, and all they see is this giant uh, black tattooed guy selling kids books. Like, what are you gonna do? Working his way into the community. This doesn't this doesn't look like a fucking place I want to walk into <laughs> immediately. Um, so any the injuries this week? I had a, a quick scare uh, with with um short and sweet. Gronk, he was a little injured. You know, they say he pulled up with the knee, but apparently it's just a bruise. Nobody's worried about it. It's very hot and humid. Yeah, when, one I am worried about is Jabal Sheard hasn't practiced all week. He always scares me because he when he goes down, it's it, it, it means something. Yeah, and he was so awesome. He's always <laughs> awesome, and I've been saying it since day one. He should be on the outside. He was rushing too much from the interior last year. Once he gets on the outside, he's going to outsack Chandler Jones. And no one's even going to remember his name. And he's going to get paid a zillion dollars by some other team next year. Yeah. A zillion. Like, there's no chance Jabal Shears on this team next year. Because he's going to have, I'm kind of, I'm saying right now, minimum 15 sacks. How old is he? My, he's like 27. Prime age. He's very young. And he's going to get, he's going to at least get 10 sacks. 10 sacks gets you 100 million now. A lot of money. A lot of money. It's going to get you 100 million. And 
I mean, what did what did uh, Olivier Vernon get? He was the second best pass rusher on the uh, the Dolphins, and the Giants gave him like a billion dollars to come. What is uh, what is Collins going to get this year? Ugh, all of it. Collins is going to get the most out of anybody. I mean, that's why we got rid of Jones. Yeah, Jamie Collins is going to get. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna get like an eight year deal, and it's gonna be like, it's gonna be upwards of like seventeen million dollars a year. I I can't even imagine it's gonna be, it's gonna be, high end. Uh, maybe it's not gonna be eighteen. That's a little high. It's gonna be high end, linebacker, defensive playmaker money. It's not gonna be like, it's gonna be a contract you've never seen because he's such a versatile player. Yeah. So it's gonna be something. It's not gonna be like. Revis and gonna get twenty three million or something like that a year, but he's gonna get like pass rusher mixed with linebacker top money. It's probably gonna be like twelve a year. And you said we were gonna pay him and we're gonna pay Butler. I don't know if we're gonna pay Butler. I don't know if we're gonna pay Butler either. I think they're gonna pay him and they're gonna pay Hightower definitely one hundred percent. I thought you were saying they owe Butler. I think they owe Butler. I, I don't think, know if they're gonna I mean, actually. Give I think it they him. owe him, but but I, they I also don't, I don't see him getting paid huge. No, but Butler's also an unrestricted free agent. I mean, a, a restricted free agent. Restricted next so year. you got him next year too, no matter yeah. what, one hundred percent. And in two and then years, you fucking uh, then you give him a fucking franchise tag. You got him for three years. Yeah, unless there he blows. I mean. I thought he exceeded all expectations last year. 100%. Everybody does. He's a but, pro bowler. Could I mean, have been all pro. I thought the I I thought he was overhyped after the biggest one of the biggest interceptions. Well, from the jump he was overhyped, but he fucking showed up last year. Last year he was awesome. I mean that mal- with that a game shaky, we were shaky. I honest, yeah. Secondary, I mean. I think he had the best game against um Odell Beckham that any cornerback ever had in the NFL. I, mean, I said it last week. Uh, the only reason that Odell Beckham scored that long touchdown is because McCourty took out uh, Butler on his mistake. He screwed up the angle and blew it, and fucking Butler shut him down the whole rest of the game. He was making ridiculous plays, and I don't expect that to change. And I think Logan Ryan may have overplayed his skill level last year, but we'll see if that's true this year because that could be a spot for Cyrus Jones to make an impact. I really like Justin Coleman. I think that he's a cheap, fuck, aggressive player that needs to be on the field. So we'll see where it ends. But uh, what are you looking for tomorrow in the game? Chicago Bears. I would like to see um, thin crust pizza. No, thank you. I'm from Chicago. Uh, Stanford. Gaffney, a little bit more of him. I, I, like- I just want to see what he has. Uh, you know, sick he, of watching Legarrette injuries, Blunt injuries. I and I'm just I've never been a huge Legarrette Blunt guy. Uh, he can kill. Legarrette Blunt is guaranteed to have a blow up game against a team that we're blowing out. Yeah, he'll, he'll break it, out a 50 yard run exactly. Like I, if you're getting stuffed on third and short, and you're fucking 280 uh, pounds, yeah, uh, then I when it matters, like I don't care if you bag the Colts exactly. when they're already in the in the grave, like. I need a guy that can hit the fucking line faster than me yeah. is what I need. <laughs> I need a guy that can be have the ball handed to him and be at the line in a quarter of a second. I, I need a, not Dion Lewis speed to the line, but I need a, a, a power running back that can hit the, the – someone just – give me somebody. He doesn't have to even be exciting. He could be like Ben Jarvis Green Ellis used to be. 
Just give him the ball and run straight. Don't fumble. That's all you have to do. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis made a living doing that. Never fumbled in New England once. Held the ball as tight as he could and just ran straight. And he was the most boring player in fucking Patriots history to watch. But he got results. They went to the Super Bowl once. They lost. But whatever. Um, it was just exciting to watch him. So I can't deal with it. I'd like to. I'm gonna watch. Yeah, like you said, more Gaffney. I want to see if Dobson can catch on. Once again, the poison seeping in. I can't let him. I can't let him go. Yeah, I, I don't. can't. I can't. <laughs> I, don't I don't know how to quit you. I don't know. We have. Uh, I like Hogan. Um, he's been injured, but uh, I, I I think he I think he could be huge for us. He's I, I think he's more consistent than Dobson. Yeah, I think um, so too. Um, but we'll we'll see. I mean, Hogan, I, he didn't even play last week. I don't know if he's going to play this week either. But I would like to see more out of Dobson. I think he's going to make the team if uh, Amendola and Keyshawn Martin continue to sit out. I think it's really no uh, other way to do it. I mean, you have to keep Dobson out there. This is the last year. Let him live it out. See if he can make the team. See if he can fucking produce. Because what are you going to get out of Nate Washington, who's 38, and Keyshawn Martin, who's just, you know, honestly, you could probably get Keyshawn Martin on the practice squad if you wanted to. I don't know how many years he has. I know he played on the Texans four for a little while, but. Yeah, the Texans like to cut players and then uh, get them on waiver wires, bring them back, mm. cut them again. So I could see him going back, but I don't think Keyshawn Martin's going to. I don't think he's going to clear waivers, but I think he's going to. I don't think he's going to make the cut. Uh, what is it next week? Yeah, I'd rather see. Uh, I'd rather see Dobson make it over Keyshawn Martin, honestly. And you know, I'm not too uh, worried about what the defense brings tomorrow. Defense is going to be fine as long as there's no injuries. I can't wait to see the. Uh, I want to see the offense. I want to see, like you said, I want to see Gaffney in there again, fucking forcing it into the middle, running straight. Don't fumble. Run to the end zone. That's all you have to do. Dobson's timing. I want to see his timing if Edelman plays. I think he's going to. Seems like all he's been doing is shredding the Chicago Bears secondary. So uh, I look forward to that, and we'll see. Um, so that's going to be it for the Malcolm Go podcast this week. We'll see you next week when the Patriots are. Where are they going next week? Fucking somewhere. Away. I don't preseason who gives a shit yeah I don't, even don't, get, don't get hurt <laughs> just exactly. don't get hurt just don't get hurt don't all. get hurt and we'll pay attention yeah so um all right so you can email me find me at at malcolm go podcast at gmail.com and at malcolm go pod uh on twitter also at brady disciple on twitter is my other account you got anything you want to plug Vinny? Uh, just listen to the podcast. We'll get, I think this uh, went maybe, well. Maybe get Dom back in here next week. I don't know. I, don't I think know. he did better than Dom. I doesn't know what he's maybe talking about. I'll check in every once in a while. Uh, I warming love, up to it. Warming up to it. You look you good. Know? And you know what? Yeah, I get fired up during the season. I know so. you do. And it's going to be better during the season. So, yeah. All right, boys. Who loves you, baby? Do your job. All right? Don't try to make too much out of it. Just do your job.
Stacked receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands he has. Uh -huh. Wilson, quick throw. And it's good. Intercepted. Intercepted to Malcolm Butler. Butler has it at the one. Malcolm Butler. And one goes back to throw. And here's the push by Mike Brayden. Snap, ball down, kick up, kick is on the way, and it is good! It's good! It's good! Adam Vinatieri moves a 48-yard field goal, and the game is over! And the Patriots are Super Bowl champions! The Patriots are Super Bowl champions! The best team of the game! Hey! Did it! I love you, man. Did it, bro. I love you. I love you. You're the greatest quarterback in the world, man. Hey, I love you, man.